Hi, I'm Priya Aneja. I'm Paul Shrimp. And I'm Jeff Gorgie. And this is Profits Healthcare Transformers podcast, where we'll be talking to leaders in healthcare who are focused on transforming their organizations to drive the next level of growth for their business and for healthcare. Transformation is one of those terms that has a lot of layers to it. Sometimes it's about innovation. Sometimes it's about shifting the way you do business. Sometimes it's about your overall operating model, and sometimes it's to a specific department or function. It's also about people, helping them navigate the discomfort that comes with change, but also motivating them to engage in the journey of transformation from the CEO to the newest employee. It is a journey, and that's why we created this podcast, to break down this multidimensional, dynamic topic of transformation, one story at a time. Are you ready to dive in? Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. And welcome back to another episode of the Healthcare Transformers podcast. I'm here with a very special friend, Stella Sanchez, who is the Vice President of Strategic Client and Segment Marketing at Teladoc Health. And we're, we're really excited to just have you here today, Stella. Welcome. Thank you. Thrilled to be here. Amazing. We, we love having you. So it would be great if we started off with just getting to know a little bit more about you. And I'm going to ask you a question that's not directly related to transformation, or maybe it is. We'll see where you take it. But what gets you out of bed in the morning, Stella? Oh, my goodness. Well, normally, it's my six and nine-year-old asking for breakfast. (laughs) But the um, besides just that, you know, I'd say I I'm really fortunate that I get up every morning and I look forward to my day ahead because I I love how I spend my days. I'm not one of those people, and I and I have you know at some points in my life I had been kind of waking up and and sludging, um, but now I feel like I am truly contributing and playing my part in making something that is good better with my work, with my team, with my colleagues, and even with my family who, you know, really advocates for me every day as I go to work. So I'd say between my kids wanting breakfast and me being inspired by my my work and, and the people around me, that's what gets me up. I love that. Taking something good at me and making it better. I think that's that's the ultimate kind of transformers attitude. Tell us a little bit about, you know, the role you play at Teladoc Health and kind of your journey that's gotten you here today. Yes, happy to. My role at Teladoc Health really exemplifies the B2B to C marketing model. So my team sits somewhat in the intersection of consumer marketing and client relationships. And we work with our largest, most strategic client partners on marketing strategies for their populations. So we employ all of our, we, my team works internally with our consumer marketing team on packaging up the strategies and informing how those are built. And then we take those to our largest clients and we tailor them 
to those clients' populations. The second piece of my role is really focusing on what we call segment strategies. So when we think about consumer marketing, we know that not all consumers are created equal. That's certainly not rocket science for any of us marketers. But when we think about segments like Medicaid, Medicare, when we think about populations that live in rural areas versus urban areas, you know, we know that the way to reach those consumers, the way to talk to those consumers are all very different. And so my team really focuses on how do you approach those various segments differently? And then we work with our internal partners on bringing those strategies to life. I can dive into how I got here if that works next. Yeah, absolutely. I always sort of say that I got here a bit by accident. I have been a marketer for 18 plus years, very scarily, it'll be 20 soon. And um, I've really built my career as a marketing generalist, you know, Mm -hmm. all with the goal of one day being a marketing leader in an organization, but really without necessarily an industry focus. I've been somewhat um, industry agnostic in my career. I spent a lot of time in financial services. I spent a lot of time in consumer goods. And so healthcare was an industry that I was always interested in peripherally, but not something that I necessarily went after. But a lot of my career has really been informed by the network that I have built across the various places that I have gone to school and the many different companies that I've worked in. And in the end, I followed a leader to Teladoc Health, who I did not work for when I first got here, but she is someone who has been an advocate and a mentor and a leader of mine for many years. And so she came and I met the people. And I'll tell you, once you meet the people, there's it's really very hard to say no. <laughs> and an opportunity presented itself. And so that's that's how I got here. I spent my first two years in a in a global brand strategy role. And then I've been in my most recent capacity for the last three. Yeah. You know, what's so interesting in your story is you haven't spent your entire career in healthcare. In fact, you've spent some of it in financial services. You've spent some of it in in CPG. And I'm so curious to know from your perspective, you know, what do you take from those experiences you've had outside of the industry? And how do you use that to create transformation inside healthcare? It's a great question. One theme that I have that has really stuck with me is that no matter what industry you are in, for the most part, you're as a marketer, you're trying to get consumers to take an action. And in a lot of ways, as all of these industries are transforming, you're really trying to drive behavior change. I think what I've really been able to take away is how to build loyalty, how to drive transformation with the consumer and the behaviors that they use. I'll give you one example. In my financial services days, I spent a lot of time working in the credit card business. And one thing we learned was if somebody pulls out that credit card in the first few days of getting it Mm -hmm. and spends it even on something as little as gum or coffee, you have them hooked. Uh Uh-huh. Right? That example has always stuck out to me. And of course, it's very different when you think about healthcare. But still, to me, I brought the thinking and the the rigor around how do you drive behavior change to my time in healthcare. And of course, the industry has evolved. The channels have evolved. The media has evolved. 
But the principle behind it is the same, right? You want to bring people in and you want to get them to use more and you want them to be advocates. You want them to have the best customer experience. That's really the thinking that a lot of us at Teladoc Health, a lot of us came from non-healthcare backgrounds because we were hired more for our consumer expertise. Yeah, it's it's such a great point. I mean, it's really all about engagement, right? How do you get someone hooked, whether it's to... To, you know, making that first purchase on a credit card or whether it's trying a new mode of, of engagement with their healthcare. I think that's a, a fabulous insight. So would love to learn a little bit more about, you know, your personal experience with transformation. Are there any notable experiences that come to mind where you had that transformational opportunity and and you were able to kind of seize the moment? And what did you learn from the experience? In my career, I've gone through a ton of transformations. Some of them have been really big. One example is I relaunched one of American Express's co-brand cards while I was there, changing the entire portfolio with new value propositions, new look and feel. That was a really transformational moment in that this was a card that had extreme loyalty. And so just making sure that that loyalty really transferred with you as you transformed was really, really important. I use that, Priya, as an example of a big transformation. Yeah. But... I think one of the misconceptions in general of mis- of transformation is that it has to be big. In my career, a lot of the really poignant learning moments have come from smaller transformations, from taking something, right, kind of I said in the beginning, that was good and making it better, whether that's been a process, a team org structure, a product and tweaking a feature, a campaign with a change of direction, perhaps. Sometimes they can be small, but the impacts can be really big. And that impact can be on your team, that impact could be on your partners, that impact could be on the consumer. But we often, when we talk about transformation, we think about these big, grandiose ideas, and it doesn't always have to be that. A lot of times it could be small, but still just be so impactful. Yeah, that's an excellent, excellent point. You started to talk a little bit about this already, but but what are some of the other maybe misnomers or common misconceptions people have about transformation beyond the the point that you just raised? So I think that you know the, the fact that it has to be so big is definitely is definitely a big one. I think the other one is that you have to have a ton of dollars, you have to have a ton of support across a full organization to really get something done. You know, support and buy-in is important, but I view my role as a leader to enable things, even when you're when you have to be scrappy. I think about you can transform things by just knowing who the right people are and being able to get them in a room and help them see your vision. You can transform things by pooling a little bit of resources here and there and stretching your projects out over time. It doesn't, you know. And I've been at companies, you know, and I continue to see it throughout my career of these big teams that are established to drive transformation. And it, 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 it's requiring all of this effort and all of this buy-in. And yes, I think there are in some cases that is absolutely warranted. But a lot of the time, it doesn't have to be that. So I do think there, there is a piece of, the, of, the, of transformation that requires you as a leader to have relationships and leverage those relationships in appropriate ways to help even those smaller transformations happen if that makes sense. Yeah, those are all really, really great points. 
So maybe a question stepping outside of your direct personal experience, as you kind of see more and more studies being published these days about the growing number of failed transformations, any kind of thoughts, even off the cuff ones on what some of the reasons are that some of those transformations might be failing? Yeah, I've thought a lot about this, Priya, and I think I've done some reading on this as well. Transformation requires inspiration, and that inspiration needs to come from a really clear vision. What I have seen at times in my experience when transformations haven't gone well is because that vision, it wasn't necessarily that it wasn't there, but it wasn't articulated to the extent that it needed to be. I spoke a little bit about, you know, this grandiose buy-in, all those things and how that's not always necessary. And, And I don't think that it is, but I do think when you are trying to transform, you need to inspire, whether that's big or small. And a big way to do that is to make sure that you are quite clear in articulating why you're doing this, what the vision is. And that tends to fall through the cracks sometimes when you start to get into the nitty gritty of things and you lose that vision. So continuing to reiterate what that is, making sure that you're tying back all of the efforts to that vision, what the progress on it is, and celebrating the wins, even if they're small, and acknowledging the losses and celebrating those too, because that happens along the way. People forget about that as time goes on. And I think that sometimes can contribute to that transformation ultimately not coming to the fruition that it it was intended to. That's such a great point because it's a journey, right? I mean, we think of transformations as like these momentous kind of occasions, these momentous kind of points in time, but there's a, a path to getting there. And sometimes, you know, it's entirely possible that failure is a part of the path. I, I love that you kind of celebrated needing to take the the time along the way to respect the journey, celebrate the successes, see what you learn from, you know, the, from the failures, and also to just make sure that no matter where you're headed, that you have that vision in place that's guiding you. I think that's just a great summary. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. And I I do, you know, I don't remember where I heard this, but there was a comment that's really stuck with me at one point where a leader talked about people always think about the end. They dismiss the journey. They dismiss being in that moment. You know, it's only, we talk so much about mindfulness nowadays, Yeah. but even being mindful of being in that journey of where you're marching towards and of appreciating that time and, and acknowledging what went right, what went wrong, we gloss over those steps and it's a miss. It is a miss because it's really important to be able to do that. Yeah. You're a team leader, Stella, and, and you've got a number of folks that that you mentor and, and help grow. What are some of the pieces of advice you might give them as they're starting their own journeys to becoming a transformation leader? You know, I would say if it was easy, everyone can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Take the time to set and articulate a vision to inspire those around you. And I know I've sort of already said this, but I think it's incredibly important. I'd also say building and leveraging relationships across an organization is incredibly impactful when you are trying to drive meaningful change. It's just knowing who to go to for what and when to pick up the bat phone and who's on the other end, I think is really critical as you are starting, you know, as you are leading and particularly as you are leading transformations. And I think the third piece would probably be to give yourself some grace. It's going to be bumpy. There is there, you know, the word seamless and transformation don't go together for a reason because it's not, it never will be. 
And that's okay. Go on the journey, be mindful of that journey and be okay when things go wrong because it's just, it's a learning moment. It's not a failure. Yeah. You mentioned that there was someone very important in your journey, someone that you you followed to Teladoc Health. Can you tell us a little bit more about the qualities of that person and, and why they stand out in your mind as someone who is so helpful in your career as a transformer? Yeah. This person in particular, I've just always admired, not just for her really just industry knowledge and, and functional skills. She's a very solid consumer marketer always putting the customer first. It's a big lesson that I learned from my time and working for and and around her in my career. But as a leader, there are things that she has taught me that have really stayed with me. One is the importance of building followership, really supporting your team and having their back. And the reason that's important is because under her, I have never been afraid to fail. And I really try to emulate that in my leadership as well. I don't want people to be afraid to fail because if we don't fail, we'll never learn. And then we won't be, you know, we won't drive the the behavior change that we're ultimately trying to drive. She doesn't apologize. I think that particularly as a female leader is really important, not because there's something that she has to prove, but because we work in a, in, a, in a growth organization, this is a growing company and we've, we've got to get stuff done. And her leading by example in that way just really makes me feel empowered to make decisions, to lead the way that I want to lead and to not have to apologize for it. I think it makes me a good partner. It makes me a good leader and it grows our business. I love it. Yeah, it's so wonderful to be able to celebrate kind of being a fearless female in this industry. (laughs) I bet we could spend an entire podcast just talking about the fearless females in our lives. Exactly. (laughs) Well, how about one more question? Healthcare is just at this juncture, I think, where it's ripe with transformation opportunities. What are some of the biggest opportunities you see on the horizon? And they don't have to be things that you're tackling directly or or maybe no one's tackling them directly. But what are some of your, your kind of transformation wish list items for healthcare? Yeah. I was trying to articulate this to my husband the other night. Priya, I know you lived in New York. I live in New York. Next to Gmail and my work apps and, and, and my photos, I think Seamless is like the next most used app <laughs> on my phone. And I do believe that even before the pandemic, this was really starting to bubble up. But with the pandemic, I think that consumers expect their healthcare to almost be like a seamless experience that you go to one place for everything. And that experience is easy breezy. You order, you got a ton of menus in front of you. You can go to that one place to order breakfast, lunch, dinner, dessert, catering. It can be there in 30 minutes. You can schedule it for whenever time you want. It is just this easy, I mean, I hate to like reuse the word seamless, but it is, it is a seamless experience. And I believe that consumers expect the same of their healthcare. So when I think about my wish list and where the transformational opportunities are, I do think it's in the experience. I love what Teladoc Health is doing in this space. I'm inspired by it. It's why I'm here. But I think the healthcare industry is starting to see that too. And so I envision that in the next several years, 
we'll get there from a healthcare perspective, right? That there will be more of these consumer-centric experiences that are built to really deliver a one-stop seamless experience for consumers. And I really look forward to seeing that. Great. Stella, thank you so, so much for spending the time with us today. I know our listeners are going to love hearing your perspective. This was so great. Thank you. Thank you for being here, guys. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you for listening to Profit's Healthcare Transformers podcast. This podcast is produced by Jared Johnson and his wonderful team at Shift Forward Health. And a big thank you to our hosts, Priya Anasia, Paul Shrimp, and Jeff Gorgie. If you liked today's episode, you can find more great content like this at profit.com slash thinking. I'm Anna Kuno, the senior editor of this podcast. Thank you for listening.